With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is 27 minutes away from three. I've been wanting to do this interview for a long time. I vividly remember sitting in my living room at night and watching this man win a game, a Commonwealth Games gold medal. It was in the kilo, or the 1,000 metre time trial on the track. He was 18 years of age. He was a rookie at the time. His name is Craig Adair. And it was one of the great moments of those Commonwealth Games. Um, there, were another, there were other memorable moments. I remember him because my youngest sister was born in 1982. We were originally supposed to go to the Commonwealth Games as a family, and then my mother got pregnant, and my sister was born right during the Commonwealth Games. And I remember sitting there with my dad and watching Craig put a number on the board, I think a 106 or 107, and then a number of other riders trying to go quicker than that time. Riders which included Anthony Cuff, another New Zealander, uh, Murray Steele was part of that lineup. The Australian Chris Wilson. And it's a moment that stuck with me for a long time. Another one of those great sporting moments that inspired me, that wanted me to go on and be involved in sport, whether it be as an athlete or as a commentator. So it was with great privilege that I welcome Craig Adair to the programme. Afternoon to you, Craig. Welcome. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Gee, that was a long time ago, mate. Gee. Yeah, what, what, what are your memories, mate? 18 years of age, a bit of a rookie at the event, and you step up, and yeah. primetime television, you become a household name, mate, and you had us all on the edge of your seats. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, look, um, I was obviously quite young. I got, you know, selected, and um, I didn't think I was going to win. You know, I, I was a young kid, and I knew I was going to go all right. But I didn't even take a medal, to be honest, because I was so young. Um, I and I wasn't seeded at all. I went quite early because I wasn't seeded very well. So the the better riders, of course, go at the end. So like the the last Commonwealth Game champion was a guy called Jocelyn Lovell from Canada. I think he got second in the Olympics too. But anyway, he was last. So I was bloody right at the start. So I did my ride. I felt quite good, you know. I thought, oh yeah, shit, that's a bloody good ride. And then you've got to wait. And then, you know, after about 10 more riders went, I looked at it and I thought, shit, there's bloody only 15 left. I'm going to get top 15 here. And then, of course, it's, you know, it's 10. And so, oh my God, I'm going to get top 10. And there's nine, and there's eight. And then, hold on, I could get a medal here. There's a chance I could get a medal. And then my coach came over to me. Um, he's passed away now, Wayne Thorpe. He was a mentor for me and fantastic. He came to me and said, Craig, with three riders to go, he said, you've won it. I said, what? I haven't won it, Wayne. He said, no one's going to finish like you finish. And I'm telling you now, you've won it. And I didn't believe him, of course. But, yeah, actually what happened, it was Justin Lovell did his last one. And, yeah. So it was a great moment for me, Mark. My parents were there, and it was really good. It, it felt good. <laughs> yeah, having the Australian, the host nation, picking up the silver, Terence Tinsley of England picking up the bronze medal. I mean, you didn't just win it by cycling standards. You almost won it by a second, which is quite remarkable. Um, Craig, the fact that you were a rookie, the fact that that was something that you weren't familiar with, do you think ignorance was bliss? Do you think the fact that you had no expectation was part of the reason why you did win? Yeah, most probably. You know, um, no pressure. 
absolutely no pressure. Um, uh, it was just one of those things. And, um, yeah, obviously, I mean, there were great moments in those games. I mean, we got five gold medals, the, the New Zealand team. Anne Ordain, she got a fantastic one. 3,000 metres, yep. Oh, wow. And she left in the front. I remember her coach said, whatever you do, Anne, do not go to the front like you normally She did exactly that. She she won that, like, I think that's she, the best goal. Yeah, I think she was coached by John Davies, wasn't she? She was. She was. Mm. And she went right from the front. If anyone's going to beat her, she should have been beaten. But mm. that just shows you how. So that was, to me, that was the gold. How was your victory received by the other New Zealanders, Murray Steele and Anthony Carr, for the fact that you'd probably sort of, um, yeah, upseated them a little bit? Maybe, but, uh, you know, you're in a team atmosphere. There's no sour grapes. We're all, you know, uh, good team members. And normally, and because the Kai was really early, it's the first actual event of just about the games. So because I won that one, it was New Zealand's first gold. So that's what gave quite a bit of, you know, hype, I suppose. Um, you know, uh, and so that was a bit unexpected for me because I hadn't been the limelight. And, uh, you know, you, you've got other events to go after that. So it's you've got to sort of re, reset and, um, you know, go again. Because I, I had three events here, so. And, and I did reasonably well on the others, fourth and fourth. So fourth and fifth, I think. So it was a good game for me. Yeah, what did mum and dad say to you after having won that gold? Oh, and I was wrapped. It was it was really good for me. Um, yeah, no, they were, you know, shocked, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, it was great because as soon as it finished, I went over to them, you see. Uh, it went, sorry, once I knew I'd won, I went over to them. And, uh, yeah, that's a special moment. When did you get into the sport of cycling? Um, school, actually, Christchurch Boys High School in, in Christchurch and State School, and we used to have this. Uh, there's a wee bridge just before the, the school, and it's and we used to have this race every day. Now remember, I was not a cyclist; we were just riding kids riding to school, and we used to have King of the Bridge. So whoever won the King of the Bridge, the other four riders we sort of had mates of ours um, would be servants to the one that won. So you can imagine, kids, you know, mm. you win it and you know, do it my shoelaces, get, go to the tuck shop, you know, you just, you. anyway, so we had this every day. And then on a Friday, the, our assembly, the headmaster said in front of everyone, oh, is, is Mark Nichols in assembly today? And we all thought he was going to get in the shit, you know, because he's a mate of ours that used to ride with us. And he said, oh, yes, he's here. Oh, stand up, please, Mark. So Mark stood up, and everyone, please uh, clap hands. Mark is South Island cycling champion. So everyone clapped, and we were all looking at each other thinking, shit, we can beat Mark. This bloody cycling game must be easy. So we went after that to the assembly, and to um, his master was uh, Ian Neggett, and we said, look, we want to do a cycling team. And he said, well, no, it's cricket and rugby, and we don't do. But I'll, because Mark won, we'll, we'll give you a year. And honestly, Mark, that year, no one had any cycling background, and out of that, five cyclists or six cyclists, five of us represented New Zealand with no other um, cycling background. Eventually, and of course, we won the schools thing, and yeah, it was just. So that's how I started. Mm. It was sixteen. Yeah, so it, it just shows you—you you give someone a chance, or a, you know, and it can really shape them and change them. Because there's no way I would have done that cycling business if, if I hadn't run 
you know, ridden to school. Mark Nichols, who I didn't really know that well, won the, and he went on to win actually the New Zealand championships and stuff too. So it just shows you, it, it doesn't take a lot. It's that, you know, three degrees of separation, I say, you know. Yeah, now, Craig, so you win this, and with that becomes celebrity, become, you become a household name, you do. I mean, the Commonwealth Games, I think, carried a lot, I think the, the Commonwealth Games carried a lot more weight back in 1982 than they do now. In fact, I'll argue maybe 82 was the last of the great Commonwealth Games. Um, but with that, how much pressure? Because you then went to LA in 1984, and I imagine making the Olympics was the Olympic dream, and you finished fifth in the kilo there. Yeah, I did. Um, I think um, the year after my Com Games, 83, I went to the world. And that was in Switzerland. And in those days, the worlds were it because you had, you know, East Germans, Russians, yeah. um, uh, West Germans. You had all those guys, and they could, you could have two in each event. So when you go to a world, you've got you get, you know, two Russians, two East Germans. You know. So and in that year, I got fourth, and I did a one five four. Today, so, that's, so, so you're basically you, you were basically robbed of a medal at the World Championships because of the doping uh, the East Germans and the Russians. Oh, I mean, let's not kid ourselves, mate. We all know what was going on back then, mate. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. I, at that time, I didn't even think of it because you didn't know. Yeah, it seems stupid now, but back then, I didn't have any regrets. I didn't know a bloody thing. But when I managed the New Zealand cycling team, in fact, you were there as a commentator. Two thousand and eight. Yep, Beijing. Yep, Beijing. Well, the the uh, coach for the English team was Heiko, and he was at the time of my riding eighty three. He was the East German coach. Right, and he came up to me in front of all the New Zealand cyclists and said, "Craig, I want to take your hand because you won in '83." Wow, it's honestly what he said. So because he knew, of course, but so that was quite nice. But at the time, you didn't know, Mark. Mm. You didn't know. I didn't, you know. Mm. And that's just how it is. Well, you didn't have to worry about the in '84 because they all boycott the Olympics. Tell us about that first Olympic they experience. And and, and, what's, yeah, and, and, and and the weight of the Olympics. I mean, I often say with the Olympic Games, Games Villages, yes, you'd experienced it in 82 and stuff at the Commonwealth Games, but it is an event that is so much greater than the sum of its parts, and it can, yeah, it can it impact athletes in different ways. And it did impact me too. I was actually seated second for that, so I went second to last. So I did feel pressure, but um, there's no excuse. I did a 1-6-7. All of the winners did 1-6, so there's not a lot in it anyway you know there's only uh, um, a few tenths of a second but still I did feel the pressure and it definitely is a much bigger event than the Com Games and I wasn't used to that um, pressure comma situation and I remember getting interviewed just before I went on the ride it was TVNZ and they said oh what do you think I said oh, yeah I know I think I'm going really I'm, I'm focused and my time's real good but that unsettled me too no, no excuses Mark I'm just saying mm. this but they do say you go to two Olympics, go to one, and then you know, and then I mean, some go well, obviously in the first one, but if you can go to two, that really sets the scene, and you know that's what I'm looking for for these coming Olympics because man, Elise Andrews, she is going to be a star. She's we've never had a gold medal prospect from the start, uh, maybe Sarah Alma, but but she is, she is going. I guarantee you Mark is going to win gold mm. and that's a hell of a statement for me to say so I'm looking forward to that it's fascinating watching 
archival footage of you back in 1982 and 84 and just having a look at the equipment then, very, very archaic compared to what is available today. You didn't even have the time trial handlebars. The world record for the kilos just gone by Hoogland um, set a time of 55.433, so almost going 10 seconds quicker. On today's yeah. bikes, with the with what we've learned over the last 40 years from a training point of view, how quick do you think you could have gone? Oh, God, how long is a piece of string? 57, 58? Know, oh, Jesus, Mark, I'm not even going to comment. God, you, you reporters are good. You get, look, I, I, honestly, Mark, I don't know. I mean, we didn't even have disc wheels then. So um, aero bars, I don't know. I'm not going to comment that. I don't know. Obviously, they're faster, but... You know, in those, um, we rode, you, you know about gearing, I rode a 91.8. Now, I think they're riding a 120-inch gear. So you have to do massive amounts of weight training and massive amounts of all that. We, we did a little bit, but nothing like they are doing now. Hmm. So it's, it's, we're not compatible. Even with the, the gear and the disc wheels and the aero bars, not going to do 55 seconds it's a it's a different game now um it's it's you know but those gears are massive i mean for a layman if you could um picture starting on uh, on a road service and and pushing that big gear it's going so slow when you push down it's hardly bloody going round. that's how big they are so it's it's a different beast and um so there, I've told you what I can. Okay. <laughs> now, now um, Craig, I mean, it's disappointing these days. There's been a lot of the endurance-based events that have been taken out of the Olympic program. We no longer have the individual pursuit, which Sarah Ulmer won a gold medal in, Hayden Rolston won a silver in. I was lucky enough to be there for that. Uh, the kilos yeah, yeah. come out of the Olympic program as well. I mean, it must be incredibly disheartening for somebody who was almost a pioneer in the event in this country. Yeah, look, it is. It's... Um, I've always thought the kilo and team's individual pursuit were the two, the two, you know, holy grails. But it, it's just audience, though, Mark, because you can't with a kilo. Um, you know, you're watching one rider on the track and he does his lap, or he does his three laps, and that's it. And the next rider goes. It's not really entertaining. And Olympics have to be entertaining now. They've got to get television audiences. Um, all due respect, Mark, it doesn't matter how good a commentator you are, it's bloody hard to talk about one individual cyclist going around a track and make it, you know, 20 times. You know, so I can see why. Oh, come on, Craig. But, come on, Craig. I could have I could have sold you, mate. I know you could have. If anyone could, I'll tell you that you could. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. In fact, it's just, I, can you see I'm trying to... No, 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 no. We're not going to make this, we're not going to make this about me, Craig. No, no, one thing, one thing I will say with the, with the, with the listeners, because I don't know you that well, Mark, but what I can tell you is this, when, this is for everyone out there, when I was manager of the New Zealand team, because after I was a cyclist, I went to and managed the Beijing Olympic team, I had this guy come up and say, look, I, I want to come out and, uh, and meet all the riders, I want to talk to them, I'm a commentator, and I said, well, you know, we can't, we're, we're, we're in training camp in Bordeaux, there's no, you know, no, no, I'll, I'll come over. And, I mean, who does that, Mark? Well, you do. Mm. And that's exactly right. You came over to Bordeaux, you met all the cyclists at our training camp, you talked to them all individually, you really got to know them, and that is special. I tell you now, that is, I don't think it's most probably been done again. 
and that just shows you. And you you weren't a cycling based person, so a bit of kudos to you, Mark. It was it was very special, and it, it really did make a difference. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Craig. Hey, look, um, look, uh, when did your career um, finish? And um, you know, I, I've read a few things. You've had a few ups and downs in life, and a few ups and downs in business and stuff. But the one thing with you, Craig, is you're one of the most positive, happy-go-lucky people I have ever met. And on social media, you and your dogs just make for <laughs> wonderful entertainment. Well, you go forward, Mark, and I've got, you know, I've got a lovely new partner, Rebecca, and we're having a bloody good time, and look, you do have ups and downs in life, and, you know, I um, I stopped cycling uh, in 84 after the Olympics, I was only 21, because I wanted to get into business, and I wanted to own bike shops, well, that's what I did, and, you know, possibly I went a bit too fast, a bit too quick, I think I had 180 staff at one stage. And, and, you know, hindsight, it's a lovely thing. I most probably should have just had two or three shops. But you can't stop me, Mark. I'll just go forward. So, yeah, look, life is for living. You live in the now, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? Hmm. Um, well, I have had ups and downs, Mark. I have. My business oh, went to receivership. Yeah, look, look, but everybody has, haven't they? Life's not easy for anyone, Craig. Oh. But, you know, one thing you've got, mate, you, you, you had your moment. You inspired a generation. You changed the mood of a nation, mate. And in the space of one minute, oh six point nine five four, you created a nice little chapter in the history of New Zealand cycling. It's been a privilege and a pleasure, Craig, as always, to chat to you, mate. And I'm really pleased that you've come on the show this afternoon. So thank you. Oh, look, thank you, Mark. And I do listen to this show. And yeah, everyone out there, keep listening. It's, it's, yeah, and you are a, a bloody good commentator, Mark. You really are. And hats off to you. Ten minutes away from three, Craig Adia, my guest on the programme. You're listening to SENZ.